tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I am Raphael. I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to help to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Today's show is episode number 42. Today we'll start with the question, do you have angels looking over you? Let's start this show off by asking Michael this question. (laughs) Michael, do you have angels looking over you? (laughs) There's there's no question about that. I wouldn't even be here (laughs) today if I didn't have a whole team of them. (laughs) <laughs> looking over me, propping me up. <laughs> Just because many people profess to not seeing angels, it doesn't mean they don't exist or they're not with us. Even if I, I didn't see or hear them, I still know without a doubt that they're with me. Well, how do you know that? Well, you know how they say it takes a community, a whole village to raise a child. Well, it takes that whole community or team to really do anything we do here, doesn't it? For example, most people who don't write for a publication imagine writing to be a solo job. (laughs) Yet anyone who's written for publication knows it's far from a solo venture. No book ever gets published without a whole team of people working together to make that happen. Usually, the author gets pretty much all the credit on the book cover, but you have to know that it takes all kinds of people, from editors and agents to proofreaders to typesetters to cover designers, and all the people who take care of printing, inventorying, distributing copies of the book, and everyone else in the publishing end of things to do their parts to get the book into the hands of the readers. Plus, without your cheerleaders (laughs) cheering you on through all the weeks, months, and years of writing and rewriting, you'd probably throw in your towel or your unfinished manuscript and not get your book published. And it's the same in, let's say, movie making. Even though the superstar actor gets his or her name in huge flashing lights, it often takes as many as two to three thousand talented and dedicated people to get that movie onto the screen so we all can enjoy it. It's the same with anything we do. Business, raising children, writing books, teaching anything. Anything, really. (laughs) Inventing. Producing artwork, dancing, singing, sports, launching a rocket. Everything requires a team, a community, because we're all one spirit. So I know there are angels not only watching over me, but they're actively involved in all I do in life here on earth, whether at the time I'm aware of them or not. <laughs> 
or whether I'm aware of all of them or I'm just aware of a few of them. And the more we cultivate a spirit of community, the more we participate in and receive assistance from the community of spirit. So, Raphael, let's ask you that same question. How do you know that you have angels looking over you? And what are some of your personal experiences that give you such certainty that they are there as your guardians, messengers for God, and give you assistance and guidance that you need? Good questions. Well, in Christianity and many other religions, it's believed that there is a hierarchy of angels, a hierarchy of angels with angels themselves, just plain old angels. (laughs) They're really not plain old. Like archangels and then seraphim and uh, cherubim with the seraphim on top. (laughs) <laughs> is that like a, a ice cream sundae with a cherry on top? Yes. Well, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because, um, first off, I was raised Catholic, so Catholics believe in angels. But um, the way I was taught about angels, I came to learn much later that the angel on one side, on the left side, that says bad things in your in your ears, which is really the devil, and the angel on the right side, which tells you to do the right things are really the voice of the ego and the voice of the Holy Spirit. So when I started, well, even long before I had my psychic and spiritual training, I was aware of celestial beings that existed. I didn't know how to classify them or even identify them in any way, and sometimes I dreamed about angels in my growing up years. But just for fun, I thought it would be... uh, uh, of interest to you to learn a little bit about one of the sets of hierarchies. Now, I read the, I went on to Wikipedia and looked at the Jewish hierarchy of angels and the Catholic or the Christian hierarchy of angels. And then some uh, Christian religions actually don't believe in angels, which I thought was really interesting. But um, when I was reading these, and we've given um, retreats and, and even whole weekends just looking at angels and having our students look at angels. But I just thought it would be fun for you to hear kind of the listing of the, the Christian hierarchy of angels, because it's not too unsimilar than the even the Jewish one. So you have what's called the first sphere, which include the highest, which I just mentioned, the seraphim, and then the cherubim, and something called the thrones. Then you have the second sphere, which is dominions and or lordships. They're considered kind of the same thing. Virtues or strongholds, powers or authorities. Interesting names, aren't they? Huh? The third sphere, which is closer to earth, principalities or rulers, archangels, and angels. And I will add the final level of the hierarchy of angels, which are the David kingdom. They're more earthly. They're still kind of on the spirit planes, but um, they're more like the human beings of the angel realm. And they take care of... Slow learners. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. They take care of the animals and plants and, and, um, you know, all the things that are created on earth have a lot of help from the David kingdom. They they love and work with um, the things that grow on the earth. 
So amongst all of these, I found some of them really interesting and some of them very familiar. And of course, you can go look up uh, the hierarchy of angels on Wikipedia yourself to uh, check out what each one of these are. But in a way, it doesn't matter because when you're working with an angel, are you going to go, are you a throne? Are you a seraphim? Are you an archangel? Well, the angels that work closer to us are, are from the archangels down, quote unquote. And these beings are on a spiritual path that's quite different than those of human beings because in general, they don't incarnate in physical bodies. Once in a great while they do, or once in a great while they'll even manifest, show they'll show up on earth and appear as, an, as a human being and sometimes even as a dog or, or some other animal to help yeah, out. There's, we've had lots of different friends and people <clears throat> we've talked to who've had extreme ex, you know, situations. One of the uh, our friends who's now passed on, but she was very short uh woman and elderly driving her car oh yes and this pipeline or gas tanker truck uh rolled down the hillside well it was parked on a cliff yeah and, and it, it fell, fell off. off and came rolling down this cliff hillside and right onto her car while she was driving under and rolled over <laughs> smashed the uh, it was even in the newspapers. The car was smashed to about two foot and a half, two feet tall. I mean, I mean, a real pancake. But she said she scrunched down when she saw it coming, and she thought she was a goner. But nothing happened. And she, uh, she said she, in her inimitable way, she said, "And this really nice young man." open the door for me and help me get out. And I had to back out because it was so scrunched up in there. And I backed out, got around, up and kind of straightened myself up, looked around to thank him, and there was nobody there. Well, actually she did see him, and he was wearing a kind of a Turkish type of hat, and it was a dark-haired man, and he also reached into that scrunched-down car and got her glasses for her. Yeah. But afterwards, he just disappeared. That's right. And so, you know, there's lots of stories. If you if you listen to what people say, there's lots of stories like that where angels will show up in the flesh, so to speak, just for a few moments to get a job done that has to be done on a physical level. But otherwise, you don't need that. You don't, you know, it's not like a parlor trick where you just want to get a angel to show up physically and and shake your hand or something just because oh gee it's like meeting a celebrity (laughs) (laughs) hi i shook a hand of an angel but it's they don't do anything without real purpose and so like in my uh experience what raphael's talking about in terms of the different levels of uh you know hierarchy is just different it's, it's like in a uh, maybe a corporate structure, organizational structure. Of course, nowadays there's a lot of competition. Who's, who's senior? Who's, who's above me? And who's subordinate to me? I'm going to kick you around because you're below me. And I have to, you know, uh, uh, kowtow because you're above me. That doesn't happen. That's, that's not what 
the hierarchy or different levels, different positions of angels are. They're in a different vibration, different space of consciousness in the totality of energy consciousness. And so my personal experience with angels have happened on many different levels. Just like with Raphael, I didn't have, you know, identification labels on, oh, this is a whatever, you know, archangel, but that's a, a regular angel and that's a seraphim. No, it's interesting that we came up with the name seraphim at Mount Shasta for our business name, what, about 10, 12, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, whatever. And I got that in meditation. It's this seraphim. I didn't even know what that meant at the time. I looked it up and, and I found out what Raphael just said. It's the highest order of angels. And, but I figured, you know, that's, that's kind of a mm, way, humanized way of looking at different levels of different dimensions, different levels of consciousness that various beings operate at. So, except when I, each of the times I died, when I had my near-death experience, and when I'm on, quote, the other side, I've had something to do with at least one or more angels. And the first time, uh, I was escorted by an archangel to the council meeting, at which uh, I made the decision and got their um, consent of, okay, great. You know, I had choice either to come back or not come back. I was done. But I asked them, uh, and one of them was an archangel in that group, saying, okay, which is going to be more beneficial? They said, go back, and it'll be much more beneficial to everyone. So I said, great, send me back. And that same archangel escorted me back to the body. The second time I died, (laughs) I was surrounded by Oh, uh, the second time I died, the actual death, when I flatlined in the ambulance, I floated out of my body and I got intercepted (laughs) by four angels or five angels. And the fifth one came down and they were all this incredible, huge, golden beings of light. And one came down to meet me and she turned into a figure you know, a woman figure, uh, angelic figure. And she put her hand on my chest and said, not yet, pushed me back down to the body. And then when I was uh, dead for the third time, (laughs) and I was completely gone, uh, when the paramedics found me and everything, I was, they said I was in premature rigor mortis even. And, and, So on the physical side, I don't remember any of that. But on the other side, I remember pretty much everything. And after a certain period where I'm just, there's not a me, I'm in this space in God's love. Then something happens and all of a sudden I start to be more me. Yeah, I, I individual consciousness. And I turn around because I feel all this movement. It was like shuffling and flapping. And I look around and I'm surrounded in this blazing light of white. 
It's just this white, but it looked like, literally looked like a whole bunch of wings, huge wings surrounding me. And all these eyes and all these light points of light around me. And it was complete sanctuary. It was like being in the Holy of Holies, in the inner sanctum. Nothing but nothing was going to get through this energy around me. And it was just the purest of the pure. And then I looked around. It wasn't until I came back and days after I came back and I'm reflecting on all that uh, experience that I realized, oh, that's what's called the seraphim. They were surrounding what I called the flame of love's eternal eternal flame of God's love and kept it in the Holy of Holies. And then after I pass by them outwardly, I'm surrounded by hundreds of thousands of angels, sea of angels. And it's like they're fluttering their wings is what it looks like. And this amazing light, sea of light, and they're all angels as far as I can see. So, uh, I don't want to go too much into that, but that was my experience of what Raphael was talking about, the hierarchy of angels. So it's very much like a, a lot of the ancient and older artwork uh, with many, many, many angels on them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, our first break is coming up already, and we have lots more to talk about with angels. Oh. My birthday is this Saturday, November 17th. Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. And Michael and I will start celebrating by giving our teleclass on remembering what you experienced and learned when you returned from the astral from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time. It's a great way to start off my birthday and celebrate a new year of my life. I love my dream time and astral experiences, and they happen often. So we invite you to join us for this special teleclass. It's the fourth in the current series with the theme, Waking Up to Your Astral Life. And um, you can join us even if you haven't before. And you can also listen to some of the ones that um, we've already done. Details and sign up are on our website, events calendar section, Michael Tamora, www.michaeltamora.com. Or you can call our office during normal business hours, Pacific Time, Monday through Friday, and sign up. Our office phone number is 530-926-2650. Also, I wanted to mention Michael's book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose. You can also get that on Amazon. And when we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with Do You Have Angels Looking Over You and our exploration of those beautiful beings of light that help us on our paths. And we're also going to open our phone line. So give us a call, 1-888-346-9141 if you want to ask us about your angels. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with her successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. And get ready to soar. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today we're talking about the beautiful beings who work ceaselessly to help each of you navigate your way through life and how you can work with them more. And before we actually get back to our topic, we will be taking phone calls today if you have a question about angels. No other kind of questions will be accepted. (laughs) Um, And the number again is 1-888-346-9141. All right. So Michael was asking about, um, he actually asked the questions, what are some of my personal experiences that give me such certainty that there are guardians, messengers of God, and so on. Well, having been raised believing in angels, I could always feel it. You know, I'm a sensitive, and, you know, in the upbringing of a religious uh, background, when you're a sensitive, there's some things that happen that you can't really talk to people about. And so when I became around 30 years old and I started having my spiritual training, I really tuned into learning about spirit guides and and angels and so on. And the angels were very, very familiar. Spirit guides were a little new to me. And they're a different type of, of being that helps us out because they are more like human beings who are 
evolving to a higher level and we never become angels or if we do we can hang out with them mm-hmm. but um, if if we th- want to we can hang out with them but there's we're different type of beings on a different evolutionary path and so basically for me it was a feeling thing and when I gained knowledge about angels I went crazy and read all kinds of books on angels and this was before there were metaphysical stores you know the stores where you bought books about this sort of thing were called occult bookstores and the word occult really just means hidden even though it has a lot of dark connotations to a lot of people so when I started playing with the concept of uh Tuning in to angels and knowing who the angels were, uh, I got immediate responses. And ever since, um, I, I have certain ones I like to work with for various things and some that show up once in a while. For instance, there was an unnamed angel once that showed up for me. Um, kind of an interesting story, but I was I was by myself and I was about to enter an airplane in Los Angeles, I believe it was, and we were. I was flying to um, Colorado, where we used to live. We we lived in the eastern plains of Colorado, and in fact, we we lived 30 miles due south of the DIA airport there. And we, I got in the as I was getting in the plane at the doorway, I could see clairvoyantly. Now this time it was a clairvoyant experience. I could see clairvoyantly about it. 12 foot tall angel and he was saying this to everybody it's going to be all right you'll be fine it's going to be all right and I I stopped very briefly at the door because you know you got those people behind you wanting you to get in and I telepathed to the angel what's going to be all right should I not be getting on this plane and he just answered me it's going to be all right so <laughs> I, I take my seat, and of course, um, even to this day when I get on an airplane, I, I do energy work and, and make sure that everything is energetically safe for me to fly. Um, and I always, always call in the Archangel Michael to protect everybody on the plane and the pilot and the crew and so on. So this was, this was not Archangel Michael, but just some angel that I recognized as an angel, and who and angels uh, in Greek, I think, just means messenger. So this yes. is a messenger angel. And so I get on the plane, and we have our couple-hour ride, and we're starting to approach the the uh, runway, or actually, we're going round and round above the airport and getting ready to land. And the pilot comes on, and, and it's sort of like this buffeting a little bit, and. Since we lived in Colorado, we knew there could be high winds there. Sometimes we would have, you know, 70-mile-an-hour winds for days. It was, it was kind of something else. And they built the airport on what's called Tornado Alley. Right at the beginning of Tornado <laughs> Alley of the whole U.S. Uh, continent. So, anyway, the pilot comes on and he says, I'm sorry, folks, but we're going to have a rough landing. It's 80-mile-an-hour winds down there. And, of course, the entire airplane filled with fear. So I thought, okay, this is where I get to go to work. And I know the angel had said everything's going to be all right. But I, for one, do not like turbulence. (laughs) I don't like rough landings. I've been in a few since I fly a lot. So I prepared. You know, I brought in the Christ light. And I asked Archangel Michael to help. And I 
uh, visualized a blue light that went from the airplane and just created a really smooth landing all the way to the stopping point. And so the the pilot went around in that seven-mile circle two or three more times before he started to make the landing. And we came in as if there was no wind at all. And, of course, everybody on the airplane burst into uh, clapping and, and, you know, whooping and all that kind of stuff. And the pilot comes on and says, I can't believe it, folks. These winds down here really are 80 miles an hour. I've never had a smoother landing in my life. (laughs) So, yes, that angel was correct. Everything was going to be okay. (laughs) So, it's experiences like this where I get my certainty that angels do exist. You know, they show up, these beings show up, and I could identify it because I recognize angelic energy. It's not the same as the energy of a human uh, spirit guide of some sort. Or so, even as an ascended master or something like that. Yeah, what would you tell our listeners in terms of, you know, how they could get more into communication with angels that are around them? Well, um, first off, it's just to, to know that they exist. That's, that's a beginning part. And that they're really here to help us out on our own spiritual path. Certain ones are here, are actually here. We each have a life guide. So being able to, you know, say hello to them. Just yes. You can just say hello on a massive level to all the angels that exist. And then say hello to the one angel that's your uh, life guardian, so to speak. One time we're sitting, Raphael and I are sitting in our living room. And all of a sudden I'm seeing all these angels and uh, masters of wisdom and and uh, spirit guides and healing masters, all kinds of beings passing through. <laughs> it, was, it was it was like this like rush hour of <laughs> helpful, beautiful, incredible beings. And I'm telling Raphael, God, what what's going on? And she says, Oh, they're all going to this place in town. Well, we get a phone call. We get invited uh, to this. Uh, spiritual conference in town and so we're sitting there in the first morning um, in the front row and the person gets up and starts to say well I want to start the this whole uh, assembly invoking all the angels and he starts naming them it listing. took about an hour it was it was first all the, all the angels you probably ever heard of and then ascended masters that you might have ever heard of and, and people we've never heard of and even um bob and Erlene cheney who are also spiritual teachers and at that time uh, one was on the other side and one wasn't yeah <laughs> and we're cracking up because okay this is why they're, they all were parading through our house. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're on a bump on the side of the mountain, so they were coming down kind of down through, the mountain. <laughs> through, the, through the space of the mountain. <laughs> so uh, to answer your question, though, is, um, you know, find out about them and see if there's any that particularly resonate with you. I know Doreen Virtue has these wonderful angel cards where you can learn all about, and books, where you but, can learn all about the different kinds of angels and what their jobs are, like working with addictions and that sort of thing. Yes, and that's good, but don't get too hung up on, you know, what you read, because what's important to you is your personal experience. So in in meditation, you know, again, we 
recommend highly to get grounded and find the center of your head. And even, you know, those of you who've learned to run your energy, do so and find your space and your quiet first. And then say hello. Like Raphael said, it always belongs. Everything begins with hello. Whether it's a person, stranger, or angel, spirit guide. And as you say hello and practice just being open to communicating, then you'll, you might start to experience a lot of interesting things happen, like Raphael and I have been talking about. And it'll show up. Uh, there's an experience I want Raphael to tell you about that she had when we first moved up here and she was a little uh, concerned about, you know, wild mountain lions, cougars roaming around our neighborhood. Oh, no, it wasn't just the cougars. It was the um, the bears, the cougars, the lynx, <clears throat> the bobcats, and we live at the edge of the wilderness. So these creatures come right through our yard sometimes. Yeah. And at the time, we had Shanti, our dog, who's now on the other side after 14 and a half years with us. But she was 10 months old when we moved here and still in that phase of getting me up at 5 in the morning to uh, take her for walks and go to the bathroom and everything. So this, I got into the habit because once we moved here, uh, I became aware that here we moved out of the city yay we're in the country it's so much safer than you know people with guns and all this well I came to this realization that wait a minute we don't have a lot of people with guns that don't use them right because there's a lot of farmers that do have guns around here but uh, instead we have wild animals and you can't rationally talk to a wild animal like you can a person. Well, of course, when you are like us, we can communicate with animals. However, I had never had much uh, touch in over the course of my life with wild animals, except for the seven years we lived in Colorado, where it was the occasional wolf, coyote, one time a moose, and other smaller creatures of the plains, but we had the real thing up here with with cougars, which love to eat people if if they are hungry enough. So I actually became afraid for a while. And what I decided to do is, before I would take Shanti out to take our two and a half mile walk, is I would stand at the front door with the door closed before I went outside, and I would invoke the most powerful angel I could think of, which was the Archangel Michael. No one really knows how powerful this being is. I know he's huge. He can be bigger than anything we imagine. Um, but he brings a, if he brings a finger of himself down, it's very, very powerful. So I invoked Archangel Michael and asked him to protect me on my walk. And... After the first time, I felt so safe. And then every single day, I did this for months and months and months. And finally, there came the day, I think about four or five months later, and Archangel Michael comes to me and said to me in a booming voice, I heard you the first time. I will let you know if there are any mountain lions in your area when you're walking. And he left. And I, I was kind of embarrassed. It's like, oh, he heard me the first time. I don't have to do this every time. <laughs> so, of course, there came a time when I was walking Shanti and I was at the 
furthest point from our house because it's a big loop that goes downhill and then uphill and around back to our house. And I saw, it's 5.30 in the morning when I'm walking, and I see this police officer pulls up to me and says, Ma'am, we have three mountain lions in the neighborhood. You better go home. And then he turns around and leaves me there. (laughs) (laughs) So I went, oh, good. You know, (laughs) I got three quarters of the way around. I had to continue walking. So I got three quarters of the way around. And another police officer pulls up and says the same thing to me. So I practically run home, close the door run in, take my shower, and after I got out of my shower, somebody's pounding on my door. And it's a third police officer (laughs) saying, ma'am, stay in the house and don't go out. You have mountain lions roaming your neighborhood right now. (laughs) And after I shut the door from that, I realized that must be what it felt like when I was pestering Archangel Michael (laughs) every single day to protect me from the mountain lions. So from that point on, I always knew when the mountain lions were in the neighborhood and I learned to communicate with them and just ask them to stay back. And what was really cool is the days I felt them in the neighborhood, I always got a a validation because somebody would tell me, oh, there was a mountain lion next door behind you or on your property. <laughs> so that's a great story. It is. Archangel Michael is very good at protecting. Oh, yeah. and, and he was telling you by sending all those cops. <laughs> yeah. It, but he got a message across. I, I yeah. really get subtle lessons like that. It's like, okay, I get it. And that's another thing working with angels. You have to pay attention. Like Raphael got it. She paid attention to how they were communicating. It's not just the booming voice, but things happen. Yep, well, we're coming upon our second break already, if you can believe it. Well, if you don't already have a copy of Michael's amazing first book, I know I already talked about this, but I'm wanting to really uh, promote this today. It's called You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose. You can get it through our website or through Amazon.com. It also makes a great, enduring Christmas gift for your friends and family. It's certainly an important book to read for these times. Now, if you call our office at 530-926-2650 and buy it through our office. Um, I'll sign it for yeah, you. Yeah, Michael will sign it for you. And he puts really nice messages on his books. All right, make sure to check out our website, michaeltamora.com, and find out about our current teleclasses in the Going On series. You might be more psychic than you think, developing your soul abilities for your spiritual growth and fulfillment. The next teleclass, remembering what you experienced and learned when you return from the astral, will be given this coming Saturday, November 17th at 10 a.m. When we return, we'll continue our exploration all about angels. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. 
Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you where you want to be right now? We live our lives sometimes looking at others and thinking, the grass is always greener on their side, not realizing that we have the power within us to pursue our dreams. It begins with a head start in the right direction, and that head start is with host Carla D. Walker and From the Inside Out. Believe in your abilities and take action. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. Today we're looking not only at whether you have angels looking over you, but even more so what they are there for and how you might get to communicate with them even more. So angels are an amazing subject and very, very broad. And angels help everyone on earth from the lowliest to the most opulent, um, spiritually speaking. Uh, we're We're all helped by angels. And it's really good to remember that angels are here to help us out. To They're not here to live our lives or to psychically cheat on the work that we're meant to do here, but they're our guides and, and helpers. And once in a while, we'll have a situation where we actually need an angel, such as when I was working on my own fear of the mountain lions. And um, for many years after that, I did carry a, a bear spray with me, and then after that, I let it go because I was able to really be in touch more with the animals themselves rather than depending on the angels. So it's like growing up when and you're working you, with angels. And you haven't been eaten yet. And I haven't been eaten yet. That's <laughs> right. And we did not finally encounter a, a mountain lion, and he just looked at us and shrugged his shoulders and walked away. But that was quite an experience. Yeah, because he was full. He already had. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but I wanted to mention another occasion where I actually used Archangel Michael, and it happened to be just last night, um, when sometimes when the energy is is even more than I can handle, I will work with uh, Archangel Michael, and it's he is always there to help in certain kind of situations. Michael and I, uh, most of the time we do our radio show here, Live, but once in a while we do a pre-record, 
And I believe it was yesterday we were doing mm-hmm. the pre-record for our November 28th show, which you might want to put on your calendar because it's all going to be about aliens and UFOs. And there are lots of powers that be that do not like people talking about that. So we will never make it a full focus of our show, but we will bring it up once in a while. And so, it, and you know, that whole Big Brother is watching you, of course, Big Brother is watching <laughs> you. Just don't be paranoid about it, okay? <laughs> But last night when we were sleeping, I was awakened by the energy of, of the attention of the what I call the powers that be that don't like people talking about aliens and UFOs. And it, it was so such a huge energy that I went, okay, I grounded myself. I used my tools that we've talked about many times. And I called in the Archangel Michael because it was a, a little bit of a bigger energy than I normally have to handle. And within... 10 minutes, boom, that energy was gone, and I was able to go right back to sleep and have a really, really good night. And it was the angel touched in with me and then went out again. So what what a thing it is to know that we have this celestial help, especially when we're uh, when it's karmically correct for us to have that. Michael, I'd like you to tell a, a fun story that we had happen in Mexico quite a number of years oh, yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. We were having a retreat on angels and masters of wisdom and spirit guides, you know, working with spiritual beings for your spiritual growth. And uh, so the main focus was angels. And we're traveling, Rafi and I are traveling from, I think, from Colorado. We land in uh, Mexico's City? No, not Mexico City. Somewhere. I can't in remember. Mexico. In Mexico. <laughs> it's the initial place, you know, you go through immigration customs. So we're in this long line, a uh, bunch of lines, you know, going through the first immigration officer with the badge and the big stamp and the whole bit. And we pick one, the shortest of the lines. And after we're going up a little bit at a time, we're able to see and pay attention and hear what this guy's doing. Oh, he's devastating each of the persons walking up to him. All the other uh, lines are going smoothly. Oh, welcome to Mexico. You know, boom, get the stamp, and then they go. But our line, <laughs> this guy was brutal. He's he's yelling at them. He even made a couple of the women cry uh, because he was giving them such a hard time just to validate their passport. And I look at Rafi, I says, oh boy, of course we picked this line. <laughs> Somebody needs a healing. <laughs> yeah, this, this line needs uh, a little more amusement. And so we're, we're laughing about it. And it says, you know, we end up in these kinds of situations regularly. So we get up to the front of the line. He calls us over. He's still very gruff. And he's got the scowl on his face. And we both put our present our passports with our pictures and name and everything, showing him. And he's about to deny with the denial stamp. And he looks up, he smiles, and looks at Raphael and me. And then he's pointing to the passport. And then he's pointing to his name tag. He saw that we were Raphael and Michael. And he's pointing to his name tag that said Gabriel. And he's just in this biggest grin. And he says, Archangel. And I said, yes, 
we're having an archangel convention right here. And he started laughing and he's pointing at our names. And, and Raphael says, yeah, those are our given names. Yeah, I was given the name Raphael at birth yeah, in and, honor of the angel. And actually. I was given the name Michael in Japan by Japanese parents. How do you <laughs> how do you reckon that, right? So so he's Gabriel and we're just having this great time and uh, uh, he just started laughing and then he says in this most loving, welcoming way, he said, Welcome to my country. Welcome to Mexico. We're happy to have you. Gives us the validation stamp and gives us our passports back and he was smiling after that amazing isn't it so that was just the beginning so then we find our way get our baggage and we're we don't know quite what to do yet we're in a different country and everything and we're lugging all this luggage because it was a what two weeks or ten yeah, days it was a long time a retreat that we're giving and ah the place we're supposed to go to sent us a car well it was actually an open jeep and this little guy, he's smaller than me, comes running up and says, oh, tomorrow, yeah, yeah, okay. It just grabs our luggage like it's nothing and just goes and runs away with it, puts it in the back of the Jeep, and we just have to run to keep up with him. And he gets on the thing and he turns around to say, uh, we're taking you to the you know, retreat. And I see his uh, embroidery on his uniform, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't Jesus. Yeah, it was Jesus. Yeah. And I'm going, okay, we had Gabriel greet us to Mexico. We have Jesus chauffeuring us to our retreat. You know, what more do you want? And so we're laughing. We're getting to the retreat. As soon as we get there, um, again, we don't know where to go. And um, we find the housekeeper. Uh, and we ask her, hey, uh, do we're just arriving where do we go and she goes oh yes you know uh go this that way at, yeah and and then her name on her tag was maria of course <laughs> <laughs> and so we're kind of joking okay joseph needs to be next or something while well, we go and this uh, man comes up and says oh yes yes we've been expecting you and the uh manager would like to uh you know, greet you and talk to you. He wants to meet you at the uh, uh, dining hall. And and we go, okay, just show us the way. Well, this guy was, his name tag said, Archangel. <laughs> that was his name, Archangel. And <laughs> so, so we're going, oh, this is getting better and better. We're being led by Archangel to the dining hall. And then, uh, the manager shows up and he extends his hand. We shake his hand. He says, welcome uh, to this retreat center. And my name is Raphael. So we were definitely surrounded by all kinds of angels during this retreat. And the, the waiter that came to wait on us was Angel. Yep. So what a start it was. And um, it was an amazing retreat. I think it was one of the first ones we did that was like that. Um, and we did our, the retreat uh, room. The one we had rented was actually a retreat room by day and a disco by night. <laughs> so <laughs> the energy in it was 
<clears throat> kind of bad, and we had to do a lot of work on it. But it was this very high-ceilinged kind of um, thatched roof building. And I was giving a lecture on um, how to communicate with your angels. And one of the things I had people do after learning to ground and run energy is to say hello to the angel behind them and move the angel to the stage that I was actually stand, uh, doing my lecture on the floor. There was a big, the big disco stage behind <laughs> me. I had them send the angels to the disco stage behind me. And the second that all the angels were sent up there, about a thousand birds <laughs> started to sing right outside the roof of that disco. I mean, it was, it was so loud I could hardly hear myself speak. I had people move their angels back behind them, and it just went, and all the the birds stopped Stop singing. singing. <laughs> so I said, let's try this again. We did it again. The angels went up to the stage, and all the birds started singing again very, very loud. I had them move it back. It got silent <laughs> again. So that's where I got my 1,000% certainty that these <laughs> beings exist. And Because I've always heard that birds will often sing when angels are present. And I swear this was about 1,000 birds that yep. were present. Oh, yeah. It was massive. So so they, they make their presence known on a physical level for people uh, saying, hey, we're here. And, and, you know, like Raphael was saying, uh, getting on that plane and the angel says, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> when an angel tells you everything's going to be okay, we all tend to have that reaction of, okay, <laughs> why are you telling me this? <laughs> yeah. But you have to have the certainty, hey, they're saying it's going to be okay. I get a lot of times my mom comes and she's on the other side and she goes, Michael, it's everything's going to be okay. And she says that in Japanese. <laughs> and I go, why are you telling me this? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a way you can learn to um, uh, start to communicate more and more on a daily basis with the angels. And so you can just sit there. If you want to do this right now, just close your eyes, sit comfortably, both feet flat on the floor, because that helps you Ground and bring up the earth energy through your feet, through your legs, to your first chakra. And then the cosmic energy is coming down from your crown, down your back, to the first. And the mixture goes up the front two channels and through all the chakras, energy centers, and out the crown chakra like a beautiful golden fountain, down the arms, and out your hands. So that's just a really quick run through on the energy flow. But be in the center of your head, and as you quiet down... Give yourself a deep breath and just say, hello, angels, inwardly to spirit. And as you do this, you'll start to, even if at first it's pretty subtle, you'll start to feel, you'll start to experience in some way, shape, or form, something changes. You might find that it gets very still, or you might find it gets very calm. You might find you feel this emanation of love but whatever it is that's the beginning and just start to you know communicate like you do with a dear friend and talk for a little bit and then you'll start to re get the response from the angels so you can just bring in the gold sun for now and stretch and every time you finish finish with the gold sun 
bend on over, drain off all the excess energies, open your eyes, and be here, present, in the body. Wow, I can't believe it. We're once again getting to the end of our show today. Thank you, Michael, for that wonderful meditation. Next Wednesday on Living the Miracle, you can learn what it takes to open your third eye and see. The subject of opening your third eye and developing your clairvoyance has long been shrouded in mystery and esotericism. Yet, it's not something separate from or foreign to your very soul and being. Join us for an exploration of this very important topic and learn to open your inner spiritual eye and see the truth. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Angels (laughs) and with Michael and Raphael Tamora. Thank you very much for joining us. See you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 